This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, what's up, everybody? Mr. Adam X here. You're listening to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but it's absolutely pouring rain, so I apologize for any audio issues. Uh, we've got such a fantastic episode this week. Jess the Maker, Jess Hanna, kind of a, like a crazy creator story. Really fun. Uh, and we went live, which we've never done that before, and we were kind of bullied into it by Jess, so that was really fun because she kept announcing to her Instagram followers that we were going live. So we swerved and we made it live. It was a really fun experience, and I think we might do it more often. Uh, so Jess, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, bullying us into going live. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm still sucking the life out of this summer. Uh, it's August, and it's gonna be September. So that seems crazy. But then we're in pumpkin spice season. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every second of September. I promise you that. And I hope you guys do do too. It's my favorite month to go on the boat. It's my favorite month to jump in the rivers because the air's a little colder and the water's a little warmer. Uh, go swimming. F off, ride your bike. Yeah, enjoy it because winter will be here and we'll be complaining about winter soon. So let's just enjoy every second of every day. Uh, before I get into my episode, I have to give a shout out to my sponsors. I've got a couple this week. Uh, there will be a little break in the middle of this episode to give a shout out to a couple more. First sponsor I want to thank this week is Woodchuck Hard Cider, woodchuck.com. Go to the website, check them out. Uh, they have their story on there, founded in Vermont. They have how they make, how cider's made, the innovation on why and like how they make their cider. And it's just good stuff. Uh, they have an option for everybody from a rose to a pear seco to sangria. Amber, they have it all. Uh, go check out woodchuck.com. Check out all of their ciders. Uh, they have so many. You could buy it in a variety pack. It really, like, it's a no-brainer here. Uh, again, woodchuck cider, woodchuck.com, not woodchuck cider. I, I apologize. Um, check out their merch. Check out, it's, it's just a fun website to go on, honestly. There's so many things that you can learn about cider and how it exists and why. So again, woodchuck.com. Second sponsor this week, uh, Mammut. You guys know them. They make clothing, footwear, equipment. This stuff is awesome. It's made for long days at the resort, long days in the backcountry. Uh, their equipment can save your life. Their clothing will keep you warm and not sweaty. Their footwear is really cool, um, which is like something I don't necessarily think of Mammut with. You know, I don't. They have a whole urban collection. They have a hiking collection. Check it out, mammoot.com, and we're giving you a, a pretty good discount to use. Um, it's Out of Bounds 25, that's capital O, capital O, capital B, 25, and that's 25% off your order. That's that's huge. That's almost pro deal territory. Go to mammoot.com, use the code, check out, buy some stuff. Honestly, you cannot miss on any of their gear or equipment. It is so good, and it works so well. So, memoot.com, use code OUTOFBOUNDS25. That's capital O, capital O, capital B, 25. 
And now, without further ado, we're going to hop right into this episode. So, hope you enjoy it. Go follow at Just The Maker, follow at Mr. NMX, and enjoy. Looks like we're live. We should be good. I'm going to run a little of this. Wow, we really look like we know what we were doing right there. That looks so professional. I love the uh, drippies and then just like the, the text appeared. It was, it was very We're cool. really on it, or at least we can make it look like we're really on it. So we'll start with that. Um, Jeff, thanks for being on the show. Uh, this is our first live and you bullied us into it. So thank you so much. I, did. I was like, I'm not coming on this unless it's live. No. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Yeah, this will be this will be a riot. Um, the backstory behind that is I asked Jess to be on uh, with some back and forth. She agreed, and then she started posting to all her followers that it was going to be live. And usually these are pre-recorded, <laughs> but Whoopsie. we like to make our guests have a good time, so we're live, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Jess, tell everyone kind of who you are, what you do, um, and we'll just kind of roll from there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jess Hanna. Um, I go by Jess the Maker on Instagram and dabbling in TikTok a little bit here and there now. Um, And I am a content creator that focuses on creating fun, relatable content for the mountain bike industry. I was going to ask, you already answered one of my first questions. Do you consider yourself Uh a pro mountain biker? A professional mountain biker? Oh, (laughs) that is a really good question. I... I thought about, so I do also coach. I'm a mountain bike coach um, as well. And so it's weird. Would I say, would I call myself a professional mountain biker? Or would I call myself like a mountain bike professional? I think the latter. (laughs) I guess, right? There's this idea that being a pro mountain biker means that you're a racer, right? So I'm not a racer, but I do consider myself a professional in the space. But you also, not to get into detail, but presumably make money possibly a living off of mountain biking (laughs) this is true yeah yeah so i i do yeah i make my my primary source of income right now is in through mountain bike stuff so whether that's coaching or doing content creation so yeah i guess i am a perfect a pro (laughs) am i having this like realization in in the live I think, you know, I, like I had Jonathan Buckhouse on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, and he's a huge snowboard YouTuber and he makes yeah. a lot of money snowboarding. But like he is admittedly not the world's greatest snowboarder, but he calls himself a pro snowboarder and it, it bothers people because it, it, they're not he's not winning comps and it's like no 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 but like without the snowboard he wouldn't get paid so i don't know i it's like one of my favorite questions for creators and because if you weren't mountain biking arguably Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be getting paid to create content this is yeah i guess that is true yeah this is something i've thought about a lot especially since this wasn't always my profession right this is very recent I am from a, I do come from a creative background, but, and hence why my Instagram handle, people ask me all the time, like, why just the maker? Like, why is that your name? And that's because my previous business, I, I freelanced for a long time and worked in tech, uh, but I was a graphic designer slash creative director in the past. And so that was why that was my name. 
<laughs> and I was just maybe too lazy to change it. Like, I don't know what else it would be, but uh, that's kind of where the, 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 where a lot of that stems from is, is my previous business. So, and I mean, you're making content, you're still making, no, I'm still making stuff. And I think it ha and to your point about if I didn't have the mountain bike and I think about this a lot, if I, if for whatever reason, I just, you know, didn't mountain bike anymore, I couldn't mountain bike anymore. At least I still would find ways like, I think at the heart of my brand and the heart of what I do is I love making stuff and being creative. And so I do still think there's room to go other directions. And so I think I left it open that way to kind of give myself room to grow and continue to grow in that. Yeah. I want to, we'll talk about growth, but I think we got to backtrack yeah. first. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. That's a great answer. And I love it, but I don't want to, I don't want to jump and then really come back. How does, yeah. What does Jess's childhood look like? And we don't have to oh. go like super, super, super back, but like give me a yeah. quick one, two, three, and then, you know, f hopefully we'll get a full circle on how we got here. Okay. So, yeah. So my, so my mom immigrated here from South Korea when she was still uh, pregnant with me. So I say I was made in Korea, but I was born in the USA. And my dad was in the military. And so, you know, my mom came over to the States and lived with, you know, my, my dad's family. So I grew up in Pennsylvania in an area called the Poconos. Oh, if anyone's yeah. Familiar. Just in the Poconos yeah. four days ago. The Pokes. The Pokes. Yeah. Home, po of, <laughs> home of Big Bear Mountain. And yeah. Is yep. it Big Bear? I don't know. Uh, What's there's, it called? there's like Jack Frost, Big Bear. Big Boulder. Camelback. Big Boulder. That's what it is. Big That's Boulder. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Mountain Creek, yeah, kind of close. Yeah, Mountain Creek is close to there. Okay. Yeah, and so that that's where I grew up. And uh, you know, my parents, um, for the longest time, I kept asking my parents for like a little brother, little sister. That didn't happen until like seventeen years later. I mean, they both had split, but and both my parents remarried. So I grew up an only child, and I I do think a lot of my imagination and and creativity really stems from being a kid that grew up as an only child. I don't know if any other only children out there know that like you have to find ways to entertain yourself, you know? So I think that I did that quite a bit and had to kind of like use like, you know, when I would play and especially when I would get around other kids who would play out loud, who would like talk out loud as they played, I'd be like, that's super weird, right? Because I would always be like in my head with these imaginary storylines and like, but like it probably looked really weird because I was just like, you know, but yeah. So that's like, a, I guess my childhood in a nutshell, but I always want, I always enjoyed making my parents laugh and making my friends laugh. And, you know, um, you know, in high school, I don't know what they call those. Like when, when your senior class votes for you for certain things, what is yeah. that called? There's a name. For it. I don't know. You win like, I won class clown. Admit yeah, Okay. I wasn't class clown, but I, I, <laughs> I was voted like, most likely to be uh, rich and famous. Still working on the rich part, but I think I'm going somewhere. I don't know. I mean, you're kind of famous. <laughs> you're internet famous. I'm get, uh, yeah. It's that's another thing that's kind of a really interesting thing because it this did happen pretty fast, and I'm sure we'll go there. And I'm happy to talk about that too. This is not. This is uh, really in this last uh, six months or so that this is really kind of blown up it's so. so bizarre it's such a crazy thing so were you filming like i'm picturing little jess with like a high mm -hmm. eight camera 
like creating her own <laughs> content like just to like or is this like are there a bunch of old films that we are going to see in three years once you make it just huge and they do like a behind the scenes of you and there's just like little Jess so, running yeah. around with camera it's probably good that smartphones and all that didn't exist when I like I, I mean it, I wish they did and I also I'm glad they didn't though because um, I do think it'd be a lot easier to get that footage I do have tapes that I need to comb through um, and like look through some stuff but yeah I mean I remember distinctly recording some silly stuff just with like my best friend growing up like we really loved Jurassic Park and we decided to make our own Jurassic Park sequel <laughs> so Please you know stuff like leak that. that Please, put I, I, yeah, that I need to find that I need to find that. Yeah. I have, I probably have 15 tapes of like me and my idiot friends doing stuff. Nice. And like some of it is like a couple of my friends are like big in like the NFL world. And I'm like, oh. is this blackmail at this point? Like we were like <laughs> 16 playing like nutball because we were like inspired by jackass and like i'm like oh yeah but that was like what i grew up with you know that's just yeah i'm like at this point yeah, yeah i don't know i feel like we're a similar generation then because yeah i remember when jackass came out and that was like the funny thing it and changed my life just, like what good or bad yeah. or whatever like it was just like it gave me hope to be me which is really odd and weird um, yeah. yeah i think ethan's in here hacking away internet famous Versus real famous. It's a different oh, thing. It is. It is a different. It is a different thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think the creativity just carried me through no matter what I chose to do, you know, as soon as I graduated college and whatnot, I, that was the common thread. And I think I started to realize what that common thread was uh, just recently, which is funny because before I think I, we mentioned we we kind of bonded about living on the road. You still live on the road, Adam. I do not. After two years, I was like, cool, cool. Still homeless. That was fun. <laughs> still homeless. Um, our house looks like a dump, though. But I mean, so if that's any consolation. Uh, but yeah. So when I um, lived on the road, I had to find some sort of cre other creative outlet. I was still doing freelance design work. But I started to make trash art. And I don't know if this is something Ethan can pull up to. It's still, it's still an Instagram that exists, but I just haven't posted to it in a while. I was making garbage art, like, on the road because I absolutely was, I was so taken aback by, like, people who would litter and just, like, toss a bunch of stuff. And so I would letter, like, funny phrases onto this litter and then, like, take photos of it, post it on trash. It was called Trash Talk Diaries. Um, and it's still there, I believe, at Trash Talk Diaries. And yeah, so I did that. So I, I feel like no matter what I did from when I graduated college until now, that common thread was humor. It had to be something kind of funny and quirky and then also allow me to kind of make it into something, right? Like something tangible, whether it was like this garbage art or now videos. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say trash or garbage art because... When I learned photo, one of like my mentors was like, take pictures of ugly things and make them beautiful. Like take pictures of dirty dishes. And like if you frame that properly, you can make it look like a photo that you would stare at for five minutes. And then you'd be like, oh, that's dirty dishes. 
So it is yeah. interesting on like making, I mean, I'm literally trash art like every day that I'm just like a piece <laughs> of trash and I just like, no. here I am, I'm, I'm presentable-ish. <laughs> Like, no, but it, it is. There's something to be said on like on trash art and like being creative and forcing yeah. your mind to like. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make something pretty beautiful. Like it's really hard to make mm-hmm. something that would be known as garbage, like art. <laughs> like and no, it's yes, it's cool. It's, no, totally. It's interesting and like you know all those like weird. I hate saying weird, but that like folk art of like old metal and like propane things. Well, yeah. I'm like, Oh, that someday that'll yeah. be me. If I ever own property, I'll just have a bunch of old weird sculptures out of trash. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was certainly getting weird after a while. My ex-husband was like, I was just, the other thing I thought was interesting was it was forcing me to look at something with a different lens, right? You would see that litter and I would be like, Oh, like I would get excited after a while to find another piece of garbage. Like I'd be like, oh my God. And then I would stuff it in the back of the truck. And you know, like when you're living on the road, so we had a tow behind RV, but there's not a lot of space for other, for more stuff, it's right? Limited. Like, limited. And so I had a, like a, a decent sized box of just garbage. That was like my cue of things I was going to make stuff with after a while but um so yeah so yeah but I I think the kind of fun thing about that was I wasn't really with that project I wasn't aiming to make money or do anything with it it was just a creative outlet and I really enjoyed doing it it changed my perspective about litter and garbage and picking it up and doing something about it um so so yeah yeah what did you study in college you mentioned school yeah, I went. I went to a very small liberal arts school in Pennsylvania, in Scranton, actually, um, and I studied graphic design. So I got my bachelor's of fine arts in graphic design. And I originally, when I first applied for, you know, to get into college, I actually wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. My mom, being, uh, you know. I guess the stereotypical South Korean immigrant mom was just like, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something. And I was like, I'm going to go to art school. (laughs) But I know, but I will say my mom was like, all right, you know, like I, I, I actually um, got a pretty really like a very, very good scholarship to go. And so I kind of just went to the first place that would give me the most financial aid and grants and things like that and scholarship uh, and so that was, that was really nice. And I originally went for art education and then took a graphic design class as one of my like prerequisites and then just fell in love with that. Did you, how long did you work in that world? 13 years. Okay. So, so you had a tenure in that. Like that was yeah up mm-hmm. until, yeah. I don't want to age you, but like up until <laughs> a year ago, Literally, yeah, yeah. You were yeah. doing graphic design full time, mm-hmm. full time graphic design, and I had always kind of da- like freelanced here and there. But I went from right out of college working for an advertising agency, which I really do think dovetails into what I do now because when I got that job right out of college, it was such it was a small crew, it was a super fun atmosphere. Um, we were I was the web design person on the team but I got to help with commercial sets and like filming um my boss was really really good at radio jingles and making super funny radio jingles and so 
Oh, yeah. And so I got to be able to really it was a really cool environment to kind of just foster creativity and just kind of we would just pitch ideas and that and that atmosphere was super fun. Um, so I did that for a few years and then kind of transitioned from there and went into startup world. So I, I've actually worked for two different startups um, in that time, both of which had, you know, been acquired and, and whatnot. So I kind of would just like leave and then, oh, that was great and freelance and then another startup. So yeah, doing design for those startups. And at one point uh, I was creative director uh, for the previous startup. So yeah. Designers brains must be like the, like, I don't know how they work. Um, we did a whole redesign. I also don't know how they work. <laughs> we, well, we did a whole redesign with the collective and what we do. And like, I recommended mm -hmm. my friend, Chris, who had like great friend of mine. And I think he's a fantastic designer. And we just like threw literally threw shit at a wall for in like a, in a zoom conversation. And somehow he like took that shit. I mean, this maybe we'll say trash yeah. and like created what yeah. we ended up with. And it's like, it's yeah. just fantastic. And like the presentation on how you guys deliver that type of stuff is like, this is what it'll look like on a hat. And this is what it's going to look yes. like on a t-shirt. And it's like mm -hmm. the, that mind is very, you have to be a certain type of person to have that mind. And I don't think you get to choose it. And like, a lot of people are creatives, but I think when it comes to like logo work and graphic design mm -hmm. and advertising is a little different because it is so trend. Um, it is. But like, yeah. I mean, the Nike check mark, like that's timeless. Mm -hmm. Like that is like, that'll mm -hmm. never be extinct. Like they never have to change yeah. that. And that's, I don't know. It's insane. I don't know yeah. where I'm going with that other than just like, I don't know how your brains work. It's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get to Jess? I don't want to say the maker, just the creator now, the creative content. Where does mountain biking fall into play? You're just mountain biking this whole time oh. as leisure? No, man. I, so <laughs> no, when I, yeah, no, it wasn't leisure in the beginning at all. It was like how my survive, it was like survival. It was, you know, I, my, my, so I was previously married. And when that partner and I were, just dating, you know, he was into, he was, he is an avid mountain biker and a very, very good mountain biker. And so when I kind of got into the mix of like wanting to kind of spend more time with him and I was like, okay, I could give this a try. You know, I, it had been a while since I'd be been a beginner at anything. And if, you know, if you could relate to that, that feeling is super frustrating <laughs> when you're like, wow, I just really suck at this. And so I remember, you know, we borrowed a bike from one of his buddies. It was like his buddy's girlfriend's bike that was two sizes too large. It was this it was a giant uh, uh, hardtail. And I wasn't even on a mountain bike trail when I, I think I was just on a double track ATV path and I something scared me. Like, I don't know if it was like a rock or something. And I just grabbed a fistful of front brake and I flew, I endoed. I had like dirt and rocks like in my helmet, just, it was, you know, and so it was not love at first ride for sure. But um, I'd say a few years into it, I met actually in Ithaca, New York, where, you know, you're very close to you right now up in Buffalo, but um, I met a group of women who uh, would do group rides and things like that. And I started riding with these women and I was like, oh, this, okay. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean that I don't have to die every time I get on the bike or, you know, feel like I'm almost going to die. And it was social. And I, I, you know, I don't know if you could tell I'm a bit extroverted. So I think that also that part of it was nice, like getting to meet other people and make friends through that. Because, you know, I think, I think a lot of folks post college or post, you know, your, your age of when you were in school and you were forced to become friends with people because of proximity, you know, now in adulthood, it's a lot harder to make friends. At least I I feel that way. And so uh, I, I think having something like mountain biking or just a general love for the outdoors, you, you sort of form bonds with other people that have that similar, you know, love uh, and it makes it a lot easier, right, to make friends. And so that's really how we met our entire friend group um, in Ithaca while we lived there. And that's how I got started in mountain biking and I kept up with it. I, after a while, uh, wanted to, and this kind of dovetails into how the video creation maybe things started to form, but in 2016, a friend of mine from that friend group and I entered a entered a contest um, that Live Ladies All Ride was holding, and it was they were going to fly you and your bestie out to Grand Targhee, Wyoming, for a, f- a full weekend of like one of their clinics, and it was like all expenses paid. You know, they were going to give you a demo bike, they were going to you know pay for your lodging and all this stuff. And my friend Gretchen and I were like, well, let's let's put a video together. Let's try to like win this thing. Actually, my friend Amy sent us the link and we were like, oh, that sounds fun. So we entered, I think we literally submitted the video right before the deadline and just kind of didn't think we were, honestly, we did not think we were going to win, but we were like, well, let's try. Um, turns out we won and they flew us out. And I think that whole experience um, really is what kicked off, you know, I guess maybe my, you know, love for coaching uh, I got to experience female coaches through that and um, that inspired me to go get my certification. And so long story short, it was just that is really what kind of helped me kind of really find a place within mountain biking, I guess, my own kind of place, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's so much power in riding with like-minded people, whether they're male or female yeah. or it doesn't, that's irrelevant, yeah. but just like-minded i know you know my mm-hmm. girlfriend rides she rode motocross her whole life and so she understands how to like bikes work and then i was riding a lot of mountain bikes and she's like well i want a mountain bike and i was like well let's see if you want to do it like don't just do it because i'm doing it like that's fine right. but like honeymoon stage is over like you don't if yeah. you don't want to do this you don't have to so i like borrowed a bike we went riding and she ripped because she knows how to ride a dirt bike you know the only problem was fitness which like how are you going to have bike fitness if you're not riding a bike so then she bought a bike and blah 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 and then i travel often and it's like now she's in the crew that like i don't need to be there i don't even want to be there like if i can't ride but you can go ride with these like-minded humans and it's yeah there's something about it and it takes away and there's always you know horror stories of like bad groups or like no drop rides and they yeah. just drop everybody. And it's like, I don't want to ride yeah. with those people anyway. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's so neat how the same activity can change based on the people you're with. Oh yes. Like yeah. that the dynamic it's, it's, it's crazy. And 
It is, and it's group dynamics, and it's interesting too because, um, and this is why I tell people who do have a have a sour taste in their mouth because they they went on that one group ride and they just they just didn't enjoy it, right? Because anytime you get a permutation of other people in a group, it changes the dynamic completely, right? And and same goes for as a coach. Like I could be coaching a clinic, and I you know it, it'll be completely different than the next clinic just based on the personalities and and the way you know, experience and level and all these things. Um, but I, I do think it's such a mountain biking is an interesting sport because it's something you can do by yourself, right? It's, you know, it's you on the bike really essentially, but then you add in these other dynamics and, and it's, it's so interesting, you know, we're all kind of moving forward, hopefully, uh, moving forward on the same trail. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's bound to, you know, it's funny. I want to make a reel that's about group dynamics, just like, the, the reluctant caboose and like, you know, like the, the person who is uh, like co constantly complaining or like, there's always like, or the person who always gets the mechanical or, you know, so it is an interesting dynamic, but I, I love riding with groups. I think it's one of those things that um, I always try to set myself up for like, there's no expectations. I don't, there's no expectations when I go into these group rides, I'm there to be with my friends there to have a good time but aside from that like whatever happens whatever however many miles we ride whatever we decide to session you know i just kind of let those things happen as the day goes on i try not to get too in my head about what to expect right so do you feel because you are at just the maker that when you mm. go into these group dynamics with like not your core group of friends that okay. people have an expectation for you Oh, does that like, question make funny? sense? Or no, I or... don't know. Like, I feel like because I mean, I guess I'll say mine and then I'll because I host yeah. this outdoor podcast and I interview like actual mm -hmm. pro athletes and creators and like they think I'm good at shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like because I've had Emily Harrington on the podcast and then I go to yes. the indoor climbing gym they assume that I am like, I'm like, I suck at everything. I just enjoy it. So is it like okay. this, you know, and, and maybe it is to be funny. Like, you know, Oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. It's the same. It's the same old, like, but do you ever feel that or get into those situations that like, okay. Yeah. This is a great question. I, I do. I did have a, just recently, just this last weekend, um, a bunch of friends we went to this area here in bentonville called handcut hollow and it's sort of one of those areas they, they make a lot of the trail builders or, or different trail areas here make these areas where there's sort of like a hub that you can ride different trails from a certain point so there's like a return trail and then you know you could do all these fun lines down and anyways that, that's one of these areas and as soon as we pull in the parking lot this van rolls up and this guy gets out and he starts talking to me like he knows me. And so I was like, Hey man, like, yeah, great to see you. And he's like, Oh, oh by the way, just to, just to like, just to make sure, like, I know you, but you don't know me. Uh, and it was one of those situations where like, he follows me on Instagram, um, him and he has three boys and his wife, they all ride bikes. And this guy, his name's Casey, super nice. We ended up riding with him quite a bit that day. And he ended up uh, showing us some of these fun lines. Okay. So I, you know, I, I can't say that I'm like, I'm a, I'm a good mountain biker. I'm not, but I'm not, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for me to like tout my 
skills. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just a, it's just a me thing, I think. But like, um, but also I, I've posted some stuff online of me, like I've dropped the hammer. It's one of the, like, kind of like a little gap drop here in the area. And so I think, you know, he's, he had said like, oh, I've seen you drop the hammer. Like this drop is going to be like a totally fine. And, and <laughs> so I think part of me was like, felt the pressure of like, oh, now I definitely have to do this one. Right. But, but I think what was cool was Casey totally got to see me run through my, my whole uh, thought process or like how I think through if I'm going to do something or not, which is not something I don't share online. I do share that online, which I think is something important. And I think something that I like sharing because I want people to see it's not just a cool shred it, right? It's not, hey, look at me, look at me, do this cool thing. It's me sitting on the toilet an hour before being like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Like, am I going to do that? Am I going to, you know, like, uh, I think showing people, like, I think that's why a lot of my content feels so relatable is people could be like, wow, like, I've been there. I've felt that too. And I, oh, it's okay to be scared and, and those kinds of things. So I think, yes, to your question, I, I have felt sometimes, I guess in that situation, I was like, oh, well, you know, but I always get back to, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Um, but my partner did do the drop. And then I was like, well, now I have to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's always. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all right, he did it. So I'm going to do it. Um, but uh, just some, some, some friendly competition. Hats uh, off but, to the, to the stranger for being like, I know you you don't know me because sometimes I get that and people just talk and I'm nothing, but they talk to you like they know you because they feel like they know you, Yeah, which and is, I'm glad. I, I it's like really that. cool. But yeah. the other side of that coin is they only know the you that oh, you're right. showing. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's like the closest you could get. You yeah. Know, I don't, I listened to a podcast a long time ago and people, and it was Will Ferrell and he was like, people come up to me and you're like, and they're like, you're Will Ferrell. And he's like, I am Will <laughs> Ferrell. Like, but like, who are you? Or it's like, and it's like, it's right. an interesting thing. I'm being like, oh, Jess, I'm Adam. I follow you on Instagram. And now you have like a groundwork of just like this yeah. string, like, mm -hmm. and you want, yeah. it's a weird dynamic and I can't pretend like I have it often, but like it is sometimes you go you know, I go skiing and people are like, you're Adam X. And I'm like, I am. Yeah, I am. That, that is I. That is I. <laughs> now where well, do we I think go? What, what makes it awkward is, well, I don't know if you feel this way. But I feel I'm the awkward one. So when people come up to me, I'm always aware. I'm a kind of like a little too self-aware in the moment where I'm like, okay, Jess, don't be weird. Don't be awkward. <laughs> like I'm going through those same motions. So if, if you, it's this is just a, this is just a, a public service announcement. If you ever see me out anywhere, I do love when people come up and introduce themselves or, you know, say they enjoy the content or they hate the content, whatever. Like I just, you know, come introduce yourself. Can't promise my response is going to be not awkward. <laughs> it probably will be. Um, but I will say Adam is, is that I, my, my closest of friends have all been like, the thing that they love about my content is they're like, it's, it's you. Like they don't think I'm not putting on a show. I'm not like, I act that way. This is who I am <laughs> as a human. <laughs> and so in a lot of ways, it makes me feel really like good. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I just, 
you know, I just putting stuff out there and granted I do, there are times where I get in my head or I'm like, ah, this, this isn't probably that funny, but then I'm like, I don't really care. And then I just like, you know, I have to like get out my own head. Um, but it's reassuring when I hear like my best friends being like, who would have thought you just posting how you are <laughs> would, would, you know, it was just funny. Who would have thought that's relatable content, but yeah. it's, that's a testament to as why you can put out this content so consistently because you're not acting like you are right you're just being you and then putting it on paper yeah tapping I, or, into experiences I don't know if you're putting tapping it on paper, into but yeah oh okay well we could we could like yeah let's dive into that. it let's dive into the creative process yes let's do it um so yeah i you know i think one of the things too now of of being a content creator is now whenever I'm anywhere doing anything, I'm constantly like, oh, that would be a good idea or that would be a good idea or I could see that being a real. And let me just tell you, at first I was just in my notes app on my iPhone and just brain dumping stuff in there. Turns out that was getting so, that was so chaotic. <laughs> just just a random brain dump it literally i think it was called brain dump like reels it was like reels brain dump and i would anytime i had an idea just add a next thing on top right and it would just kind of sort down um and i guess from being in the sort of tech world for a while you know there's so many great tools out there that exist um to organize said ideas said and thoughts. so i what's that and I said thoughts. said yeah. thoughts said thoughts. And so I, um, I had used Trello in the past. It's something, uh, it's kind of like a Kanban, you can use it as like a Kanban board or um, whatnot. But basically, you have cards. So you add a, a thing and it becomes a card. And so I anytime I would get an idea, I would just create a card. That way I could go in, you could literally click into that card and add notes. So if it was a very broad idea, like I just posted one today that was, you know, mountain biking with your partner. And so in that, anytime I got an idea or like a saying or, you know, or a scenario I, that was related to that idea, I would pop, pop that note in there. And then that card just kind of lived. I could drag the cards, reorder them. If it's a content partnership with a brand, I, I tag it with like a certain color. So I'm like, okay, these are my these are my paid partnerships. These are my whatever. And then I prioritize them that way. And each column. So there's like the ideas column. And then I have a working on column. So as soon as I'm starting to work on said idea, I drag it to that middle column. Those are the things I focus on. You know, a lot of creators batch create content. I can't say that I'm the greatest at that. Uh, sometimes Honestly, I'll, I might just be out there and I just think of the idea on the spot and it wasn't, it didn't even make it into the Trello board, but I'm just like, I'm going to make this, right? And so I think there's some room for just flex, right? It doesn't have to be this. I'm not a rigid person when it comes to organization at all. So me doing this, like me having a Trello board is a big step for me because I am very disorganized when it comes to things. And I think, you know, my therapist actually says like, that's kind of the curse of the creative, right? Because the, the ability for us to think of ideas on the fly is what makes us like, you know, good at what we do. But it doesn't help that <laughs> also it's, it's kind of like our crux. 
of like, okay, focus, okay, prioritize, prioritize, or, you know, whatever. So I've really had to get into this flow of um, like, kind of like funneling these ideas into one place and then moving them across. And then it's a really rewarding feeling though, to bring it over to the done column. Like I, I always, I'm like, ah, did that one. Cool. Cool. You know? So yeah, yeah you've created a process. You've created a process a for process. it, which to be fair, this is your full-time job. So like, if you don't yes. create a process, it completely right. consumes you. And like, I'm sure, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but like, there's times you just want to go for a mountain bike or your friends just want right. like, just, we're not creating right now. Like put that yes. for your work tomorrow. Like that's, yeah. do you mm -hmm. ever have just like the most, like my notes and i know you said you don't really do notes anymore but my notes will be like cheese stick glue <laughs> al gore and i'm like i have no idea where i was going with that one like yeah like totally <laughs> so i yeah so it that it was getting that way which is why i was like what is this even what does this even mean like being able to like being able to actually translate what i actually wrote and so trello has been super helpful because i'll be able i could elaborate on it you know over time or whatever does this mean and i'm on track so to yeah. be an actual creator i'm getting yeah. there this is my face i think you're getting somewhere man my last note was literally <laughs> al gore and then rhythm and i was like i gotta rhythm. do i gotta do something with al gore dancing that's amazing. So you can yeah. steal that if you want, or we can collab on it. Um, but Al Gore rhythm, because that's all everyone talks about right now is like the f algorithm. So then that's my brain is like Al Gore and like maybe we can get some climate change in there and like yeah. dancing. It's, it's a whole song, like an auto-tuned song. Yeah, like, there's something there. It's the Al Gore rhythm. Um, and this is I my other, it. this is my theory on gaming. I'm telling everyone my secrets right now of gaming. Sure gaming the algorithm because that's what we're trying yes. to fight right now you yeah. I, i'm playing this is a lie but in my hypothetical mind i'm playing a silent track hey i know we're right in the middle of an episode and i'm coming after you with two amazing deals two amazing offers from two of our favorite partners uh our first partner drink simple drinksimple.com it's maple water it replenishes it tastes good it makes you feel good uh it's an ultra hydrating plant powered water that comes from trees. It's nature's natural hydration. It makes you feel better. It makes you thrive. It tastes really good. I've heard it's like fantastic for hangovers. Uh, so maybe if you went a little hard in the old uh, woodchuck cider category, you can drink some drink simple and feel better in the morning. Anti-aging it's it's more hydrating than water the stuff is fantastic and it just tastes good honestly like it's it's become one of my favorite things to drink so head on over to drinksimple.com use code out of bounds get yourself some maple water let us know what you think of it because it's i think it's fantastic um so i want to know you can get it at wegmans anyone listening on the western new york side it is available at wegmans and it is so good so go to drinksimple.com. If you want to order online, use code out of bounds, save you a couple bucks. And now for my final sponsor of the episode, and then we'll get right back into it. Geyser Systems, geysersystems.com. You guys know it. It's a portable shower. 
It's changed the way that I shower while camping, while van lifing. Uh, it's it's phenomenal how well this thing works. Uh, if you don't want to believe me, go to REI.com and check out every review. I think there are over 300 reviews right now. They're built in Colorado. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. It uses less than a gallon of water. You get a 7- to 10-minute shower. It has a built-in heater, lifetime warranty, 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to geysersystems.com, use code OUTOFBOUNDS, and we're going to give you 15%. That's the best deal you will ever get on this Geyser Systems. Uh, I promise you, and I will personally guarantee that if you get yourself one, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. This thing works. It's simple. It's portable. And again, using less than a gallon of water. Geysersystems.com. Use code AUTOBOUNDS. All right. Back to the episode. That says Mark Zuckerberg is amazing. So that, because there's definitely a bot in there that's picking that up. And, and it's it'll like pushing. bump that up. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just yeah. secretly like. That's what I do. How did you know? No, just- that's that's why I'm saying it. Like Mark Zuckerberg, you're the greatest. Like I loved your podcast with Joe Rogan. I agree with everything you do. You're doing great. Oh, Please pump this that's up. Hilarious. But there's a bot listening yeah. right now that's going to like generate like. Yeah. That's, that's the secret. Yeah. That's the secret. Oh. I think this is <laughs> yeah okay there it is it's a silent track it's like the the old kiss albums if you play it backwards that's it's the same thing that's what it says. devil worshiping mark zuckerberg hand in totally hand. makes sense um and it goes hand in there let's talk about the algorithm like genuinely yeah i'd love to you are love so to. you seem to be on it like you're obviously yeah. you create good content and that's important but Thank you. i feel like i got some home runs that don't have any views so like what okay let's talk about yeah. i mean i don't let's have anything else to talk about on that because i don't know i don't understand I, it is it time is it and you don't have to tell your secrets if you don't want to but i don't have any secrets i and i'm happy to share it share what i and, I, and i've had folks and friends i've had friends just like instagram friends or people that i know here in bentonville that are like that have asked me and so i i'm not like it's not a secret i want to share it with other people too and like what I've done. I don't know that what I've done is the greatest way or the right way or what, you know, whatever, but I could share what it's working. For me. Yeah. It's working. And it's, it's working. And so I, I, I want to share that. And so I'll go back to, okay. I'll go back to Jess in February. How about that? Jess the maker in February. And this I is like about, your turning point. Yeah. I'd say this is about my turning point. Um, I, at that point I wasn't like, I want to be a content creator. I didn't have that moment for a little while. Um, but that was the moment that I was just kind of like, I was kind of sprinkling some videos here and there just for fun, uh, making a few things. And I think a few friends just were like, this is so funny. Like I literally laughed out loud. And that that the fact that making it gives me joy and like making myself laugh. But then the fact that I'm bringing joy to other people I was like, ah, oh, okay. Like, I, I see, I see, I could, I could kind of see this. And like reels, I think we were all under the, we all knew that like TikTok reels, everything was getting, everything, especially algorithm, right? It's all going there. And I was like, well, what if I just like put some funny videos together and just like see what happens? Um, I remember distinctly making a video that was all about 
you know, like how to afford a high end mountain bike. And literally that day, my, you know, my fiance, Tony, he was just, he was, he works remotely. So he was working and he couldn't fill like, normally I'm like, Hey man, could you like fill me? And he's like, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll get the tripod. I got the tripod out and I filmed this whole thing in not a very long time. And I edited it together to, you know, some music. And I had this moment where I was like, I watched it, right? Like sometimes you create something and then you watch it over and over and over again. And you're like, cause you're editing. So you're like forced to watch it over and over again. And you're just like, after a while, I was just kind of like, is this even funny? Um, and I was like, screw it. And I just posted it. And then it, it got like over a half a million views. And I was like, whoa. And so I think at that point was the point where I was like, could I, could I make a living out of this? Also at that time, I think I only had a few thousand followers. I, I can't remember exactly at what point, but I know in February I was like, maybe I had 2000 followers. And so it's now almost September and I'm at, I'm at like 28,000 followers. And so that growth you has had really- You 2000 followers in February. Yes. That yep. is insane. Sorry to interrupt you, mm -hmm. but that is like no, yeah, it is insane. That's and so exponential growth, which could be really bad actually for yes everything for your grow too fast for your algorithm. Yeah, I'm very aware of it, and so I'm like, I don't. Okay, well, let me. Okay, I'll back up. So I had 2,000 followers around that time, and I used to get excited, like to see like it grow a little bit or a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's cool, um, and then it just kind of blew up. And the thing I also think that helped. So when I started to get intentional about it, because I can't say that I was just like, oh, I don't care. I did care. I, I wanted to, if I was like, if I'm going to do this, like I, I have to grow, right? And I have to get in front of more people. And so I was like, I had a goal at that point. I was like, all right, what if I tried to get 10,000 followers by the end of the year? That was my goal. Crushed And it. so- crushed it okay yeah i was like okay done no um so i was like oh man uh okay but so at that time i was like i'm gonna get ten thousand by the end of the year and i was just like listening to other content creators just on instagram or tiktok or like listening to all these things i tried to pay attention to three things okay one of them was just being consistent and showing up right i had to stop getting in my own way about being like oh that's not funny you know so really just consistency and posting, I didn't post every day. There, there were times where I would post, there were times in that stretch of time where maybe I'd post one reel a week. And so, but then I also had to start to um, not worry so much about, and you know, I do love quality as a creator. I love my stuff being like, you know, good, right? But I also think that was getting in my way a little bit. Um, and so I was like, okay, maybe if I just boost the quantity up a little bit and not have to like, I'm not saying lower the quality down to here, but just like, don't have to strive for like it to be this most amazing thing ever. Right. And so consistency, the other thing that I did that I thought was super, that I think helped me a lot was I would post a reel and there's this weird way that you could actually see who shares those reels to their stories. Okay. Um, you can't get to it from your reels page. You have to get to it from your normal facing profile grid page. You click on those little three dots and it like opens up the, you know, options and you can see view story reshares. 
So this has to be something kind of recent. Like if it, you know, I can't really look back because probably someone didn't share one of my reels that's like older, right? This is like within the first 24 hours of posting that reel. Look at who's sharing that reel. Okay. And so I would do that and I would go in there and I would thank every single person. I'd be like, hey, thank you so much for sharing that. That, that means a lot. Like, I really appreciate it because I did. And then if they weren't following me already, they would follow me back or they would, you know, they would follow. And so the engagement. So that's two. So consistency and then engagement. Should we make that, this a paywall right here? Like, I feel like we're getting like. <laughs> Am I giving too much? No, I I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm recording obviously, but I'm taking notes. I am. No, yeah. it's. Yeah. So I, and I, that's not a secret. I don't know. No one told me that. I just did that myself and I think it helped. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Is I don't know that it definitely did, but I thought it helped and it definitely people were following me back. So like, you know, so um, really just engaging people, but not just uh, the other thing I'll say is like in, in an, the most authentic way that you can, right? Like engage with someone on the internet. And so I wouldn't just like type the same thing every time. Like I'd generally be like, hey, like, like if, especially if they like posted something with like they would repost, they would share my reel to their story and they would write a little thing like, oh my God, this happened to me. Or like they they said something in their story. I'd like try to engage and and bring up the fact that they went through that too or whatever. Anyway, so engaging in, in an authentic way. Same goes for, as soon as you're posting that reel, don't just like post it and be like, cool, I'm done for the day. See you later. Like going to go for my mountain bike right now. Like I found that on po on reels that I would do that. Like when I didn't know it, it that it mattered because I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll engage later. I'll make some time later. Um, I found that with the algorithm and this is something other content creators do talk about is don't post and ghost. <laughs> so share that reel and then go in there and you know, like maybe reserve the next hour to just make sure that you're responding to comments like as they come in and that is going to help boost your post, hopefully. Um, so that was number two. So consistency, engage with people. And then the third thing is like, I think when it comes to the actual content, okay? Like this is the hardest part is it's got to be something that especially if you want to be a content creator like i think digging down and, and understanding like at the at the core of who you are like how does that shine through your content okay maybe you're sarcastic and dry maybe you're maybe you're just like i don't know like whatever it is like I, um i think it's like how do you personify your self that way and so when i think of and i think i mentioned this earlier but my common thread throughout, you know, my life has been humor and creativity. Um, and so I weave that in to every video that I make in some way, in one way or the other, because that's my brand. I'm not saying that's what everyone has to do that. No, I don't want, no, everyone doesn't have to make funny videos, right? You can make helpful videos. You could be inspirational. Like, you know, I have some friends who are just like the best advice givers <laughs> um, or, you know, like have a way with words and say really beautiful things and like so whatever that is at the core it's like try to find what that is you know like so those are my three things <laughs> is that helpful i think so yeah i and it's funny how you say like i answered i have yeah. six thousand followers like not a i have a quarter of what you have and like i someone commented something and i responded right away and they were like i can't believe i got a rebuttal on this 
I can't believe I got a like a Uh-oh. comment back, and I was like, "What?" Oh, like no, they weren't mad. The yeah, spot. but they were like yeah. genuinely like like they were like throwing like sarcastic shade, and I like responded. They said this is offensive or something, but they were being funny. Oh, I mean, I right. literally made a a my brain is a mess but i made a hot dog video but i made a dog hot and you cut <laughs> use the hot dog use the use the actual meat as the bun and you put the bun in the but that's my brain i don't know why i yes. belong in like a yes. really creepy weird weird world of food talk is where my like i love this that's yeah. my brain but this guy and Plan his word. his handle was like three people on a uh, three people one bike and i was like three people one bike offends me and then that was but he was like thank you for responding and i was like what like yeah. i have nothing but time yeah. like i'll respond to everybody but it is yeah. people want to be seen including myself yeah. like you post something yeah. and you want people to see it and you want people to share it and sadly it makes you feel good and like if people don't respond or react or share then you're like oh am i doing this right does it like it's a really weird feeling which is my i guess a segue here is like how do you Mm -hmm. like one post gets half a million views and the next one gets ten thousand, which is still great but like yeah that can f with your psyche it can it can but at the same time i think the more you do it like I, I I did one. Okay, I'll share I'll share that exact situation, right? So, I posted one. It was around the time that uh, like Stranger Things was wrapping up. You know, like their that the most previous was season four, and I was like so stoked because I was like, oh, I'm gonna show this. Like I'm stuck in the upside down, or I forget like what I I don't even remember exactly. Well, here's a few reasons why I don't think it performed well. One, it was like I don't know that it was that great content but i posted on a sunday i feel like sundays aren't really the best day to post um but it got i don't even know honestly i don't know how many views it got at this point it's definitely like a lower viewed one and there was a moment where i was like a little bit bummed i was like oh man like i spent this time i put this video together but honestly like it's one of those situations where like the more you hold on to that like the longer like it doesn't serve you. Right. And so you just have to, I know it's easier said than done. Right. But you just have to move on. Like, right. It's, it's on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next idea. And that's why having that Trello board and being able to see like all the other things. And then also coming back to like, Hey, I made this and it was fun to make. I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel, I come back to like, you had fun making this, so who cares, right? And so if you're finding that you're getting bummed out that something didn't perform as well as you thought, like, that's okay. Like, move on to the next thing. There are times I've actually reposted ones that have done better in the past, and I reposted the exact same thing, right? So sometimes it might not even be the content. It might be the algorithm, like the time which you posted, all these things. It's Al Gore, I'm telling you. He controls everything. Al Gore. Al Gore controls yeah. the world. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'm I need like, this to be a GIF, you know, like a like a like a, a GIF of some sort. We'll work. I'll work. Yeah. On, I'll find some old footage of him playing. Like, there's probably footage Perfect. of him and like Bill Clinton playing the saxophone somewhere. Like, I feel I'm like sure. I'm that's sure that's the era of. Hopefully, yeah, they're playing with like exactly. real big fish or some crappy ska band, and it'd <laughs> be great. My Perfect. problem. I'm going to make this all about okay. me. This podcast is all about me. No. My content is fire, and anyone who disagrees with me is wrong. 
and <laughs> it should be getting shared and it should be getting yeah. likes. No, but it's so interesting. Like I looked at your TikTok and it's not, it's the same, yeah. right? It's the same yeah. content and like yeah. it crushes on Instagram Yeah, and it yep. falls flat on TikTok. Yeah. Like, I, and I have to, I don't. And I hear, and well, one, I don't have as many followers on TikTok. I kind of got started late to TikTok. I also, I treat TikTok as an afterthought and TikTok knows it. (laughs) Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it knows. It knows. And I'll, and plus like most content I'm making, I'm making with Instagram and my, my, you know, my followers there and the way that they react and the way, you know, like that. And so really all I'm doing to TikTok is just resharing. And I, I, I am starting to grow on there a little bit, like at a time. And it's reminding me of like my beginning days of, of Instagram. And so I just go back to that, of that feeling of like, okay, like I've done this before, you know, I know not everything is going to perform like amazing, but I don't get hung up on it. Uh, I, tr- I try not to get hung up on it. I can't say I don't get hung up on it. There are times I do, but I think even now I get less hung up on it than I used to because I've been through it and I know that I'll get through it and I know that I'll post something, not everything. Don't try to make everything a viral hit, I guess, is kind of the thing, right? There's going to be, you might get that and then you might get some that are just like, you know, and so that creating, I think it's also like the intention of creating Yes, it's helpful when people receive it and you and are excited, and especially when you thought it was like fire, like you're saying, like this is fire, you know. <laughs> but I also treat it as like it's just yet another like notch in your belt. Like you just made another thing, and you should be proud of that thing, no matter how it performs, because it's something you made and it's something that you learned from. So yeah, yeah, it's such a don't worry, man. You're how... gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna. Oh, I don't care. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Well, and 6,000 followers isn't anything to poo-poo. That's awesome. No, it's good. I'm I'm fine. And I don't make – I definitely don't cater to my audience, which is interesting. Um, and that's something you have to do kind of. Like I got most of my followers yeah. off of a web series that was created with my buddy and I. Um, Corey Potter and I created this web series based on the school bus I lived in and traveled in. And it was very inspirational and it was beautiful. But now I just post like garbage food things because <laughs> it's like what makes me laugh so hard. But so, it's, yeah, it, but you have to, you know, you have to kind of I have to regain. Uh, I have to gain a weird Furby food audience. So that's yeah, that's fine. Um, They're how, out there, man. They're out there. Oh, I'll find them. How far? Yeah out are you as far as like because you're i assume you're treating this like a job but like are you creating a video today and putting it out tomorrow or do you have 30 just in the wheelhouse like what is your week what does your week look like let me ask that like do you (laughs) stack okay do you treat it like a nine to five do you Mm. how do you manage this whatever this is so that is a really good question as i'm i think constantly trying to reframe how my weeks go because and I, I would actually say that this week is going really well I know it's only Tuesday <laughs> but there will be weeks where like I'm like oh shit I don't have anything I you know like that's the worst when I'm like oh I really like and it's not anxiety 
or feeling that I need to create something for, for, you know, it's this, I really genuinely want to, like, I genuinely deep down, I'm like, ah, what's the next idea I'm going to work on or, or which, you know, and so most times I try to get ahead. I try. Doesn't mean I always succeed at that. But um, I, I actually started to, in my head, think of things like, because if I have too much structure, I don't follow that structure, right? Like if I go into my calendar and block off like, all right, from this time to this time, this is this time from this time. But I, I do have a general sense of certain days and certain days that I like to keep, for instance, like I, you know, I told you I, I mountain bike coach as well. And that could get really sporadic, especially here in Northwest Arkansas, where it's super hot. And I have to front load all my days with coaching because it's too hot to coach past noon, right? And so that's been a little bit difficult to navigate, uh, just to be able to fit people in to do one-on-one -on -one lessons or clinics and things like that. So that throws a wrench in things, but I generally try to keep coaching to like Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? And then my creation days are, I, I try to keep it to like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And like Mondays, so that that's, I, I call that my maker days. So typically that day I should already have footage because I'll get to film Friday, filming Friday. But um, so maker Monday, that's when I sit and I'll like try to edit as much as I can. I'll try to respond to people, you know, I'll try to do a lot of that, that stuff um, on Mondays. And so that's, that's, that's Mondays Then Tuesdays, I might have coaching and sprinkle in a lot of other stuff, but then Wednesdays, same thing. If I have anything that I have left or I need to do some filming, do that on Wednesdays and same thing with Fridays. So Fridays, you know, like, I don't know, everyone looks forward to Friday, right? Like I, and I, that's why I usually save filming for Fridays because I look forward to doing that. And so, um, I'll try to get as much footage as I can for the videos that I want to create for that following week. So I say this and in theory, I wish I kept to it hundred percent all the time. It doesn't look like that on any given day, like on any given day, you know, like it's life, right? Things pop in. Um, I have stopped taking design like inquiries. It was really hard for a while to go from saying, oh yeah, I'm Jess. I am a graphic designer to saying that I don't do that anymore. It's really hard to, it was hard for me to make that transition, but I had to start saying no to those things so that I had time to like focus on the content stuff. Um, I feel very fortunate in that this area that we live in is much more affordable, you know, than Boulder or like uh, Boise where I lived before this. Um, so, you know, like I, I do have the luxury of not having like cost of living is low. So I don't feel the pressure being like, oh, I guess I have to take that design client or that project because I can make a little extra money and and just, you know, not have, to, you know, so I, I have been able to make that shift. And that, that was hard because when you identify for so long as one thing, you know, it's terrifying. Um, I'm struggling yeah. with that now with oh. photographing weddings for 15 mm. plus years and uh i i build vans on the yeah. side and like now this is becoming my full-time full job and like okay it's an hour it's one hour a week that i have to interview somebody but like it's so much it's the back end like yeah. you're making a 10 second video but it's like do you know how much time that took like and if you're yeah. pulling away from that yes it's it's weird it's like a it's a career it change with no guarantees 
Right. Like you're not yeah, taking no a new guarantees. job with the salary. You're like walking away from no. arguably that salary. Right. And right. then, you and know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it. It's not like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not breaking bank. Like I'm not making bank right now. You know, I, um, I still am working on putting together, you know, sponsorship decks and like all of my pricing and things like that. Like, it, you know, that's something like it was so easy to do that once I had so much time uh, under my belt, like as a designer, it was so easy for me to be like, okay, that like, I would just throw out a price with confidence and be like, this is what it costs. Right. And, and people be like, okay. Uh, but now as a content creator, it feels it's a little bit like the wild west, you know, because you've got content creators, but they might serve all different industries. Right. And, and I'm a content creator in a very niche <laughs> industry, the mountain bike industry. And so, but what I will say is I have like Instagram internet friends who also do a lot of content creation, you know, like Colorado kid, um, outside Brandon, like I, these I've, I've actually like reached out to some of them and, and we share like knowledge. I feel like that's very helpful. Um, you know, Marley Blonsky, for instance, is another, she's local here to Bentonville now, but she started All Bodies on Bikes. And so she was able to kind of share some stuff that she has done with, with brands and like how she, you know, makes money. And so that's been helpful um, to kind of share that knowledge. Like, cause there's no, yeah, you don't get like presented with a salary and here are your benefits for being a content creator. Isn't this awesome? Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, yeah. I had Brandon on a year, maybe a year and a half ago, a year ago. And I was like, when we got off, I was like, you're getting paid. Right. And he was like, no. And I was like, dude, yeah, you should get paid. And yeah. he was still like, right. he probably had 12 K yeah. at that point. But I was like, you should get paid. Like, and then, yeah. you know, Jiro came along and I was like, there you go. Yep. Like, it's, there it is. I'm like, there it is. <laughs> but it's, um, so let me ask you this and you don't have to say numbers and you don't even have to yeah. answer this question, but like, how are yeah. you getting paid right now? Like, is it Instagram yeah. reels? Like that's your main source or is it sponsors? So I have no sponsors yet. I'm actually talking to one company though. I won't say who they are yet, but I, um, I am talking with one company, uh, right now about that. So that'll be really great. That'd be my first sponsor. But, um, I, up until now, I've only been really working on a sort of content partnership basis so you know a brand might reach out to me i'll use the example of like strava so and here's another thing that i thought was really fascinating was i didn't know anyone at strava okay i didn't have a foot in the door at strava okay i could barely remember to turn my strava on okay that's that's me <laughs> okay got it um i made a reel and i think it was like if all i talked about in uh in therapy was mountain biking and I actually, I, I allude to that, that like, I'm talking to the therapist and I'm like, I'm, I'm like having a breakdown because I got to the end of a segment and forgot to turn my Strava on. And I just happened to, and normally I actually kind of forget to tag brands. Like, you know, like sometimes I'm like, ah, but like, I was very, very distinctly. I remember being like, oh, I'll tag Strava. They ha sometimes companies actually look at those things. And so that is exactly how I got connected with Strava was I tagged them in a video and keep in mind, this wasn't, this was, I might've had 
I, I don't remember exactly how many followers, but I might have been still under 10K at that point. So it wasn't like I am doing now. Uh, and they had someone reach out to me from their social team. And they were like, we would love to, you know, you know, we, we, we found you, you tagged us, we love your content. Like, we'd love to work with you. And I think I was just like, kind of pooping my pants a little bit at that point, because I was like, what? Strava? You know? <laughs> and so, and they, what I liked about working with Strava, that's, you know, a large company, they don't just focus on mountain biking, obviously, they focus on all types of cycling, hiking, cli they have climbing now, right? Climbing, everything, freaking whatever, everything, everything, just sitting, probably. Um, I have all I the KOMs. <laughs> You're yeah, claiming the Q, too. I'm claiming the K. Okay, I've got the QOM of sitting, you've got the KOM. Um, so yeah, I so Strava, you know, working with the good people there, they were awesome to work with, I just have to say. Um, they gave me free creative, like freedom, creative freedom. That's all creative could ever want is creative freedom, right? And they were like, they were just like, here's what we're going to pay you. Like they just straight up told me. You know, it wasn't like a, a crazy amount, but it was it was a nice amount. Like I was like, oh, that's just nice. You know, so they're like, we're going to give you this. And we just want to do a quick like interview. So it was uh, like I actually just filled out like I answered the questions like on my computer. It wasn't like a like a face to face interview it was, you know, fill out these questions. Um, and then they sent a photographer and I did like a two hour photo shoot. And then I created a reel that I pitched them the idea. So they were like, if you have any ideas, let us know. And then I pitched the idea. They were like, that's great. I made it. They were like, cool. And that was, you know, maybe they posted that. So that is primarily what I do right now is work with brands in that capacity of, of like content partnership. And so, yeah, it's hard to price. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because not all reels are created equally, right? Like some reels take no time to put together, but something a little more elaborate, like the one I did for Strava, you know, does take a lot of edits, does take a lot of, you know, like hours of listening to different music and being like, is this a good song for the back? Like the backtrack, like, you know, there's a ton of things that go into it. Um, and so it's really hard when someone, a brand reaches out and they're like, how much do you charge for reels? And I'm like, well, that kind of depends, you know, and it does. And so I, I give a range. I say it could cost anywhere from this to this. Depends on the idea. You know, we could work together on that idea. But once we have that idea, I'll have a better idea of what it might cost. And, and well, so and it's, there's so there. much like, is it my creative? Is it your creative? Am I just an mm. actress or an actor in this said creative? Like, yeah, that's I, where it gets, it gets my. It does. I luckily, for the most part, I think what brands and I think a lot of brands have seen this, like they want the creators to do what they do because, you know, obviously, and I've had to say to some companies, like they'll send like an example, like, oh, we really like this ad and I'll like watch it. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not like, why are you coming to me? Like, it sounds like you should just go to like an advertising agency and have them make this commercial for you because that's yeah, like my audience isn't going to be fooled. Like they're not going to fall for it. Yes. Right. And so I generally just try to phrase it like, Hey, like, you know, especially the audience that my audience likes the content I create because it's relatable and it's fun. It's funny. I try to level the, the playing field in the mountain bike industry really. And I, I think, you know, like I love that 
one, people respond to me and they're like, I don't even like mountain biking and I like your content. That's Those are some people, right? Then you've got people who are just getting into the sport and they see someone actually struggling or like these funny things that are all about the struggle or like, you know, whatever with mountain biking. And they're like, that's really cool. And then I have, you know, pros following me too that also find it funny. So I'm like, there's something there, like this relatable thread that all mountain bikers and even people who don't mountain bike are just like, that's funny. And I, I think I want to, I really, really want, that's like one of my fears is like, I want to hold on to that because that's what I love. And I don't ever really want to create something for a quick buck, if that makes sense. Right. Like, no, it's staying true. It's, I mean, we, we deal with it. Um, you know, with, we have sponsors that keep the wheels turning and like, that's how we eat and just even just pay for hosting. Like this isn't free right. to do it costs money right um, yeah you know and like there's some brands that'll give you a ton of money and you're like that, that mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't align with anything that we do and right. it's a, it's hard it's it, like it's an easy complaint to have like woe is me but like yeah it, if it doesn't align mm-hmm. it doesn't align it's gotta be a good fit like yeah it's we gotta work, be a good fit yeah it's you know, it's just, I don't know. It's being transparent on both ends. Like I think this episode yeah. will end up being, um, Woodchuck will be a sponsor Woodchuck cider. And I'm like, I don't drink as long as you guys know that, like, and people in our crew yeah. do, but like yeah. me specifically, yeah, I don't drink. Don't. And they're like, we like mm-hmm. you and we like what you represent. And like, that's fine. And I'm not anti-drinking. I just don't. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's cool when you can be, and that's the only way to grow, I think, is to be real. Because eventually, I don't want to take a brand's yeah. money for yeah. 10 episodes and then never talk to them again. I'm like, no, no, no. I want this yeah. to be, like, yeah, I want to help you. I want you to help me. And, like, let's grow this thing. Like, let's knock it out of the totally. park. So I think there's power in no. And power in, yeah. like, staying true to yourself and what you do, yes. what you represent. And, like, it's... It's hard at times. <laughs> it's it, is. Like, it is. It is. It is. And, you know, I think I think there's the a, a delicate balance between, I mean, I, I also have worked with companies where like, you know, the, the other, the company actually will give ideas. Like, like if I, if I pitch the initial idea and then they contribute to the idea, I love that. Right. I'm not like, I want people to contribute to the idea, but also it's got to work. It's got to be, be. It's got to make it better. But that's a relationship. Right? And, that's exactly what. Yeah, it, that's a really exactly. Yeah, that's what it yeah. should be. Like, so, don't you know? Yeah. Don't throttle me, right. but like, add fuel to the fire, please. Like, yeah. What if yes. we did this? And you're like, oh yeah, love yeah. that. Like that's. I love that. That's why there are creative yeah. teams, exactly. and that's why it's exactly. sometimes it's hard to be just an individual because yeah. you get, as yeah. you said, you get in your own head, you get in your own space. You do. Um, and that's. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's what, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to say to like close that thought up. Like it's good. Like I, because I'm a solo preneur, you know, like I, you know, I actually find it helpful to have those ideas be floating around. Like I, when I used to work on creative teams. And so I do think, you know, two heads better than one. Like if you can make something better and I, I hate, the feeling of being like creating in a box. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So 
um, even if I'm creating something that that's not necessarily for a, like a paid gig or like for a brand, um, I'll show things to my fiance. I'll show things to friends. Be like, what do you think about this? And get their reaction or, you know, so it's, I like getting feedback. I, I think as a designer, I think that comes from my design life of being so used to getting feedback and having to iterate, 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 right? Like I, I, I think there's something valuable in getting feedback from people and, and knowing when it's good <laughs> feedback and when it's not good feedback and how, when to push back. But generally, you know, it's, it's good. For sure. I send all my videos to Ethan and other Adam Jabber and they're both, they like my, when they respond, are you okay? That's when I know I hit it. Like, like, are you good, dude? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, never been better. This is this is the premium content I want to be pushing out. So it's but feedback's important. And like sometimes they'll just say, What if you put background audio right there? Or speed that and you're like, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's extremely helpful. Um, I've had you for an hour and fifteen minutes, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. What where do you see just the maker in six months, just the creator in six months, whatever you want to call your self and like, where do you see it in yeah. five years? Yeah. So great question. Um, I, like I said, I, I really right now I'm working on um, trying to find brands, not just in the mountain bike industry, but you know, kind of maybe dabbling outside the industry. Like I guess, it, it, like for for as an example, like a like like a chocolate company. I, I, that's a bad idea. But like a beer company or like a, um, a hot dog. Now I can't think of anything but hot dogs. Now that you said the dog hot thing. <laughs> dog so yeah, hot. let's just say there was like other companies that wanted to work together. But um, but really also coming up with some sort of sponsorship type package. And 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 I have brands that I know. I want to work with. And so I need to do a better job of being proactive about reaching out to those brands. I think I've, you know, I've been playing some catch up with how, how much, um, you know, I've grown so quickly. And so now I'm kind of finding myself in this space where I'm like, okay, like I, I don't want to wait for people to come to me. I don't, I shouldn't have, you know, like people are coming to me, but I also need to be proactive. And so I, want to have something set up, something packaged, right? Of like, here's the, here are the kind of companies I want to work for. Maybe that's you. And this is the kind of thing that I love to do. You know, could we be a good fit? Like kind of, you know, you know what I'm saying? So really kind of packaging that up in some way. Uh, next six months, I'd love to, you know, continue growing, but also try to establish those sponsorships before the end of the, or, you know, by the next year. Um, I've been wanting to start up YouTube. I was going <laughs> to ask you about whole, that. Yeah, that's like a whole nother level. And I, in fact, I've, I think I spoke about this on the segment podcast, but um, I already have, and it, you know, this is actually really funny because I've hired another designer to create um, the branding for it because I don't have the time to do that anymore. Right. And I value creative people because I was once a creative, you know, designer and so I you know hired a guy um he his name's Tyler B Johnson super amazing designer and he's helped me uh kind of create a brand for this YouTube uh that I want to create I don't think that's going to be called just the maker I don't want it to be called that because uh 
personally, like I have this personal brand and that's great, but I actually want this YouTube to be a bit more collaborative with not just me as like the face of it. I want other people. I want people in the community to come out and be a part of it. So I, that's called Dirt Scouts. So it's not a secret. It's called Dirt Scouts. And um, the branding is super cool. Like I can't wait to launch this. Like I'm so excited. Uh, I don't have a date for that yet, but I do see that happening in the next six months to a year. Um, so, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, I honestly, I like to keep things fluid. Like I, I, maybe I'll be doing this in five years from now, but I, I think I'm always open to something else or what life <laughs> start that YouTube already girl. Yeah, no, I know everyone. I know. Um, and I, I think there is this fear too. And, and so I guess I could relate to anyone here. That's like, Oh, I don't know if I want to get started on doing whatever, or I don't know if I want to, you know, start creating reels, all these things. So like, I still feel all these things still. And that's how I feel about YouTube. I'm like, ah, start another thing again. But I, I have all these ideas and I'm super excited to see them come to life. And um, so I'm hoping that with getting some sponsors on for just the maker that I can start focusing a bit more um, and perhaps they would actually want to part like sponsor that as well as something as one of my initiatives. And so, yeah, those are my dreams right now. Those are the dreams. Yeah. It sounds like you have like a, some type of plan. Um, you know, everything yeah. swerves and we adapt and we change, but it seems like you have an idea. I'm shocked just personally that you are not taking advantage of YouTube shorts because YouTube has been pushing shorts like crazy. And I think even just to grow your YouTube right now, you could even be like, you treat TikTok as secondary, like okay. even just throwing treat those YouTube. on there, like you have it. So like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's just uploading another thing, which is sometimes a pain in the ass, but like, it's, yeah, that's like a simple, I think, but who am I? I don't when, have any grow strategy because like I'm not growing, but no. like it's, it seems cause YouTube is pushing shorts right now. Cause they're trying to, yeah. you know, beat, TikTok and be in, uh, just like Instagram's trying to beat TikTok. So it's, I think, not that I know anything, but that could be like an easy initial growth. And then that would fuel at least maybe get yeah. some subscribers to the longer format. Um, yeah. What mm -hmm. was it called? I want to say Dirt Diaries. Dirt, dirt Scouts. Dirt Scouts. Dirt Scouts. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. And your story is like, I'm always nervous and maybe I shouldn't say this to you, but like to just bring a creator on. Cause sometimes creators are like, I don't know, I got lucky and here I am. Oh. And you're like, come on, like give me something. So like, okay. thank you for like having a realistic view on it and a goal. And like, yeah. like it's just refreshing yeah. to hear that. Like one, it's work. It's not yes. sure. It's really cool. Like you get to mountain bike every yes. day, you get to travel, you get to, but like, it is work. You're putting a lot of time in. You have to sit here in the morning when you could be doing something, talking to an idiot like me. Like it's, <laughs> it's work. So, um, yeah. you know, thank you for sharing your story. Before I let you go, just brands to thank, people to thank, uh, and where can people, like, go find your content? Oh, well, thank you. Well, okay. Well, first of all, I wrote a post-it note. It's going to YouTube. <laughs> YouTube yes. shorts. I'm going to do it. I know. Okay. I, I appreciate it. it I, I really do have that. I'm like, I'm just, I just one extra step uploaded to YouTube shorts. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, who to thank? I, yeah. Thank you 
Adamix for having me on. I um, and I guess out of collective too. This was so wonderful to be here, and and I love what you're doing, and keep doing what you're doing out, out of the van. Um, and yeah, I I would just say like I'm working on launching my new website currently. I think my website is my my design portfolio still. That's how like backed up I am. But um, I should be launching my new website soon. So I'll definitely be posting that out, but you could find me on Instagram or TikTok and soon YouTube shorts at just the maker. <laughs> and this was lovely hanging out with you, Adam. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time.